Or it could be that little formula that we have, the A, B, C of the gospel. All have sinned and come short of God's glory. B, behold the Lamb of God. C, call upon the name of the Lord, now shall be saved. Now, the Lord is pleased with that. He's not ashamed. And he ministers to your heart grace. He ministers to your heart joy. And he ministers to your soul strength even in the very act of witnessing and afterwards. Now, I want you to try it this week. I want you to take one of our, these little church cards and go to someone. Now, before you go, pray. Pray that the Lord helps you to be that witness. Pray that the Lord gives you the words to speak and the boldness to speak them. And then deliver the card. Whatever the words become, they become. And then after you've borne the witness, go back and pray again. And I guarantee that you'll have grace and joy in your soul that will be beyond the average day of your life. Welcome again to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. Today again, we come to the message on growing in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. These are the closing words of the Apostle Peter in his second epistle, the very last words that Peter leaves behind. Here is his exhortation and his plea to every Christian. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen indeed. I trust that we will bring glory to our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the reason for growth. It's possible to be saved and not really show it much in this world. It's possible to be alive, but not to bring forth much fruit at all. But if you're going to glorify your heavenly Father and your Savior, you must grow. Because herein is our Father glorified that we bear much fruit. And as you know, there's no fruit without growth. And that's really the object of this command that we do not fall into the error, but that we persevere in the truth and grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. That's my prayer, and as we wrap up Second Peter chapter 3 today, I hope that you will pay attention to these closing words and exhortations of the Apostle Peter. Grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And where two or three are gathered together in the Lord's name, in the church where the Word of God is preached, there is the special gracious presence of the Lord that He does not promise in any other place. And as we assemble ourselves together and we preach the Word, the preaching ministry is God, a God-given exercise that brings all God's truth, His power, and his presence into play. And we ought to be experiencing that. And we ought to be enjoying the blessing of that. 
and it stretches our souls and it stretches our fellowship and walk with God. Another way by which God exercises our souls to grow is that he commands us to bear witness for him before the world. Now, here's something really, really important. This bearing witness, being a testimony to the world around us, is a form of spiritual exercise. And God uses it to stretch the faculties of our faith. Now, we know that it's the Lord's will that every man in the world hears the gospel. We're not to limit the gospel to even one person. Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And the Lord said, Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed. Now, you think of being a, that person who never speaks for the Lord, always silent, never ever bears witness for the Lord, and the Lord is ashamed of us. Do you think that that's going to be conducive to growth? Because something's been held back now. There's a rent in the fellowship. The Lord says, you're ashamed of me. You won't speak about me. You won't even tell others you're a Christian. And that becomes a divide, a dampener in the friendship, the fellowship that we enjoy with the Lord. And you feel grieved. And you feel weakened by the fact that you did not bear witness for the Lord. But the Lord does promise that whosoever therefore shall confess me before him, before men, him will I confess before my Father in heaven. Because then the Lord is pleased with us. And when we just speak a word for the Lord Jesus, doesn't have to be a sermon, doesn't have to be a long diatribe of, of explanation. It could simply be a text of Scripture. It could be a gospel tract. It could be telling someone about a sermon or something of the gospel you've heard. Or it could be that little formula that we have, the ABC of the gospel. All have sinned and come short of God's glory. B, behold the Lamb of God. C, call upon the name of the Lord, now shall be saved. Now, the Lord is pleased with that. He's not ashamed. And he ministers to your heart grace. He ministers to your heart joy. And he ministers to your soul strength even in the very act of witnessing and afterwards. Now, I want you to try it this week. I want you to take one of our, these little church cards and go to someone. Now, before you go, pray. Pray that the Lord helps you to be that witness. Pray that the Lord gives you the words to speak and the boldness to speak them. And then deliver the card. Whatever the words become, they become. And then after you've borne the witness, go back and pray again. And I guarantee that you'll have grace and joy in your soul that will be beyond the average day of your life. How does this come? Because the Lord's not ashamed. The Lord is pleased with you. And you've demonstrated to your Lord that you love him more than the well done of men. And you have the fear of the Lord more than the fear of man. And this bearing witness is a, a mechanism by which God gives us growth, growth in grace. And he pours in that grace into our hearts. We read in Acts about the early Christians. They had such joy because they were counted worthy to suffer for Christ's sake. That's when they were beaten and told never to speak again in that name. But they obeyed God rather than men, and they were filled with grace and joy. We read of martyrs 
consigned to their death and while they were waiting for their death hour, the Lord ministered multiplied blessings because they were witnesses for the Lord. And that becomes a means of growth. And I set this before you today. Exercise faith. Sing, pray, witness. And when you do those things, you will grow. Now, there's something more, more than exercise, and I'm going to call it earnestness. Growth demands earnestness. Any growing thing you know wants to grow, whether it's a new seed in the ground or even it's a weed where you don't want it to be, it's got a will to grow. It wants to grow. And if you are converted and born of the Spirit, you will want to grow. There will be a purpose in your mind, Lord, make me to grow as a Christian. Now, every Christian, therefore, needs I will statements in their lives, resolutions, determination. Now, I want to turn you to the Psalm 5, where you have the psalmist in worship, in prayer, and he really shows that he's determined. He's determined to walk with God, to serve Him and worship Him. The Psalm 5, verse 1, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my, visit, my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto Thee will I pray. Now, there's determination. There's purpose. There's earnestness. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. And so here is a man who knows his own needs. He's a worshiper, but he's got this determination, I will. And if you're going to grow, if you're going to really be a strong Christian, you need that I will in your heart, a determination that you're going to do what it takes to go through with God and serve Him with all your heart. Now, our Lord Jesus had I wills in His life. He thanked God that He came into this world to do God's will. You read of that in the Psalm 40, and again in Hebrews 10, where He said, Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me to do Thy will, O God. And so, if we're going to grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus and be like Him, we need our whole life to be doing God's will. And when you think of the Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, that night when He was under horrendous pressure, satanic temptation, when He knew His fate within hours, that He would be arrested and soon to be crucified, and He prayed this prayer, not my will, but thine be done. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thine be done. And you can see there the earnestness of the Lord. He went to that cross with determination, and he suffered willingly that he might serve God and serve us. And you and I need that determination. We need that earnestness in our worship. It ought not to be with a Christian that you get up in the morning and you decide, will I read my Bible today? 
Nor should you get up in the morning and say, well, I, I don't think I need to pray today. I feel strong. Or maybe get up on a Sunday morning. Ah, I don't think I need to go to church today. We need that resolution, that determination, the I wills in our lives that gives us that earnestness. I need because I want to grow. I need because I want to be strong in the Lord. And so this growth demands earnestness. And then, of course, I could never preach on this topically without coming into the relation that you and I have with our Bibles. And we need to be Bible readers. There are four little pictures on reading the Bible, and it's just like a plant life. A plant needs light. That's the first thing a plant needs is light. If you want to kill off vegetation, you get a big, thick tarp. You put rocks or bricks around the edges of it and keep it down. Don't allow the light in, and everything underneath just will die. No light. When we come to our Bible, that is our knowledge base. That is the light of God shining into our hearts. And we are not to be children of darkness, but children of light. We walk in the day and not in the night. And as we come to our Bible, we gain light, the true knowledge, understanding of the living God. And so we need to be fervent Bible readers, praying for that light of the Lord to shine into our hearts. The other thing that plants need, and that is heat. Flowers open up to the sun. You can see them behave so differently on a bright, sunny, hot day than they do on the cloudy, dark, rainy day. They just open up. They bloom because they have received the heat. Now, that heat that plants enjoy for the Christian is really the love of the Lord. Peter was warning here about evil men on an agenda of hatred and destruction. But there's one thing you must note about Peter is that he enjoyed the love of the Savior. One of his key words is the word precious. And he says in 1 Peter 1, verse 8, that unto him have he not seen, we love. And unto us he is precious. Now, what is it that will send you to your Bible? It's burning love for the Lord. And the wonderful thing is that as we take time in that word, the Lord's love burns in our hearts, like the men on the road to Emmaus with the heartburn. And we need to be growing, not just in head knowledge, not just in, in the big doctrines of life, but in our love and relationship with our Lord, that He is precious to us, that He is our first love. Faith worketh by love. There's a text to that. Faith worketh by love. And I pray that you grow in deeper love with the Savior, and that through His Word, that, that love will be like heat that will just cause you to open up, blossom as the flowers in the sunshine. The other thing that plant life needs, and that is moisture. There has to be a supply of water and moisture. In the rain and in the dew, the shrub, the tree, the plant will, will blossom. It will bring forth its fruit. But without water, again, of course, it really dies. Now, that water would be like the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit's breath and dew upon our hearts as we worship the Lord. Do you understand that this is not a mechanical thing? 
I've been trying to get this through over these weeks. Christianity is not physical, mechanical activity. It's a living relationship with our Lord Jesus. It is to know Him, not just about Him, but to enter into real, loving experience with the living Savior who loves us. And that way we must grow. We must abound more and more in the blessedness. And of course, the Holy Spirit is the one that works that within our hearts. And so pray for the Spirit's power in your own heart to fill you with more and more of the love and grace of the Lord Jesus. The last little example here of the Word working in our hearts is just like vegetation, it needs air. If there is no oxygen in the air, well, the plant life cannot function. And you and I as Christians need to walk in the right atmosphere. No smoky air, no pollution. We've got to be in good, godly Christian atmosphere where we will be influenced for the Lord. Now, if you're living in some ungodly, black, dark, sinful atmosphere, how can you grow? How can you abound as a Christian? Surely it will cause you to be sickly and grieve the Lord. Pray for the clean air. Pray that you will live in godly fellowship. And I pray that this church is a place of such atmosphere and influence that you will grow and abound, not only in the fellowship of God's people, but in the fellowship of the Father. Now, there's something else before we close today that I need to talk to you about as related to your growing in Christ, and that is self-examination. Every Christian must be willing to examine himself. Every good gardener that grows around the, the garden inspects the plants for mildew, for bugs, for things that are harming it, and, of course, applies the remedies. And there are times in our Christian life that we've got to come to self-examination. We've got to ask ourselves, am I really in Christ? Am I really a Christian? Am I really a believer in the Son of God? Am I washed in His blood? Do I have the marks of the new birth experience in my life? And if you can say yes to that, then you go on to say, is there anything that I'm doing that's grieving my Lord? Anything that's holding back His blessing upon my soul and upon my enjoyment of His grace. And as soon as you ask that question, the Spirit of God goes, boom! He will witness and point out the very thing that's grieving Him. You can be sure of that. The Spirit of God will testify to you the things that are wrong and grieving Him. And He will point them out. And then that leads you to confession and to change, and to do those things that are right. And you come then under the power of the cleansing blood. 1 John 2, 1, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and His blood cleanseth us. And so you've got to go again to the cross for cleansing, that you might be sure there is nothing between your soul and your Savior. And that leads you back to the cross. And I have always said this, and I say it again, lest there's someone that, that's disturbed by this. Self-examination does not stop till it leads you back to the cross. 
If you stop short of the cross, it will only lead you into guilt and bondage. But if your self-examination, where you see your weaknesses, your sins, your failures, and you confess them to the Lord, and you plead the blood of the cross, that brings you into liberty, and it brings you into blessing. Because the man who forsakes his sin will have God's pardon, and you'll be set free from all the trouble of heart that that brings. But don't stop till you get back to the cross, and then you will find that your heart will be set free and able to grow. Now, Peter ended this epistle with the doxology, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. That's the real reason why we want to grow, because we want to live lives that are for God's glory. We want to bring honor to the Lord Jesus. We don't want to fall. We don't want to be led astray by the error of the wicked. We don't want to deny the one who has bought us with his own blood. We want to live in the victory and the power of the gospel. And of course, this was Peter's passion for these people. And it ought to be the passion of every pastor that God's people live lives that bring glory to the Lord Jesus. And when we enter into glory, we will receive the well done and the honor of God. So grow that you may glow. Get that? Let's end on that note today. Grow that you may glow. If you're not a growing Christian, you'll be wilting. But if you're growing, you'll glow. And that will bring glory to the Lord. So I leave this text with you. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, both now and forever. He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase who added affliction he added his mercy who multiplied trials his multiplied peace his love has no limit his grace has no measure, His power has no boundary known unto man. For out of His infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth, and giveth again.
have exhausted our store of endurance when our strength is failed ere the day is half done when we reach the end of our hoarded resources our father's forgiving is only begun his love has no limit his grace has no measure his power has no boundary known unto man for out of his infinite riches in Jesus he giveth and giveth and giveth all day. Thank you for joining with us here on Let the Bible Speak. This is the radio broadcast of our Free Presbyterian Church in Cloverdale. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. I count it a joy to minister the Lord's Word day by day, and I hope this subject of growing in grace has reached a chord within your own heart. Mr. Spurgeon spoke of an incident where he counseled someone who said, Alas, I do not feel as I once did, as a Christian, that is. Well, dear friend, it may be that you make some mistake in reference to your own experience. When the passion of love was first lighted in your breast, there was, as it were, a blaze of the match, the paper and the wood, although the coals had not yet ignited. Yours was then the flush of joy, but not the vehement heat. Now your heart is all on fire like a solid ruby. There is so much more heat, though there is less blaze. That's a good description of the inner workings of the Christian's heart. Just as when we ignite a fire at the beginning, there's a lot of flame and red fire to be seen visible. But when the fire cooks or stokes a while, it settles down into an inner redness, sometimes covered that it's less visible. And in the mature Christian, in the growing Christian, there is a deepening of experience, less of the flame perhaps, but more heat, more of the deep-seated, settled joy that comes from knowing the Savior and the Savior living within the heart. I trust that's your, your experience, and I pray that God will cause you to grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay tuned with us now for these closing announcements. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived 
by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca, CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music